<clears throat> hey guys, Matt here. Um, so I've been going through my head of what stories, how, what order I want to tell the stories in, basically. Um, so I'm going to do one tonight on my crazy excursion to Portland, Oregon, and everything that happened while I was out there <laughs> for about a month before I came back to Illinois. Uh, so at any rate, we'll get into that in a sec. Once again, just want to say thanks for listening and tuning in. It's much appreciated. It's cool when the views go up. It's like people are actually listening and it's just awesome. So, uh, much appreciated. But at any rate, let's dive into the, some meat and potatoes of, uh, my crazy life. <laughs> so, okay. So it was like the summer before uh, fall of 2016, and I was working at this place called Awesome Amusements, which was like uh, setting up like tents and chairs for graduation parties, and then also like rides and like stuff for carnivals and games and this and this. Uh, so it was an interesting company to work for. Um, so I was working for them, and I was working also for uh, this cemetery uh, in Oakbrook, Illinois, um, called Bronzewood Cemetery, and I was basically like a, a cemetery maintenance person, like I helped like water flowers, and I trimmed like bad leaves out of, you know... Um, the flowers, pots, and stuff, like, around the grounds. Like, I do stuff like that. Uh, sometimes there'd be, like, some digging involved. And, like, sometimes you have to move, like, a headstone. Like, just, like, a couple inches or something. Like, I forget the reason why. But it was a really random job. Like, a super... I had two, like, super random jobs. So, at any rate, I was working those nonstop. Um, like I said, one was in Oakbrook, Illinois, and one was in Addison, Illinois. And so I was, like, saving money, and it was cool. Um, and then, like, I told the story of the Forest Preserve thing. <laughs> that happened to me. So that was kind of like a blow towards some of my money saved, uh, to go to Portland. But I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna go anyways. You know, I had that mentality, so... I ended up working, you know, the rest of the summer, or the rest of the summer, yeah, I should say, and the the cemetery job ended at, like, end of September, so it was a seasonal job, and then uh, Awesome Amusements honestly died down around then, too, um, so it was a good time to, like, leave Illinois, so anyway, I'm I'm I hustled up. I, I don't know, probably like five hundred. I had like fifteen hundred, and then the forest preserve thing happened. And I had to pay like nine hundred, or it sucked. And then, uh, but I I hustled up like you know I worked a little bit more, and I hustled up another like five hundred. So I'm like, well, whatever. I still have like five hundred bucks. I can drift on five hundred. That's fine. And I had applied to a weed job out in Portland, Oregon. So I had a purpose to go there to, like, live there. 
Like I had a purpose. I really, really did. It wasn't just a crazy drift like sometimes that I've done. Where you just get on a bus and just go with no plan. Like, I had a plan this time. So, at any rate, uh, I th- my jobs basically end. And, like, it's that time. Like I, And I remember booking the Greyhound bus. Um, like, in October. And then, like... I ended up, like, going out there. Like, I just got my Greyhound ticket. And, like, of course, my parents thought I was crazy and this and this and this. And so, I just, like, you know, got on the Greyhound and it was time to go. So, I just left. And I love buses. I love, as a drifter person, like, I love buses and that just go cross country like it's just so fucking cool i think to just cruise on a bus cross country and see all these different towns and cities and this it's just so nuts like it's so cool so yeah so anyways like you know i remember my parents dropping me off at the greyhound station and they're like well be careful don't do anything stupid they said something like that and then I got on the bus and it was just, I, I paid, or I posted on Facebook like that I was at the Greyhound station and see you guys later. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we took off and obviously just a long three day journey uh, throughout the United States, you know, to all the way to the other side of the, co- you know, the country. And. Yeah, it's crazy. You meet people on the bus. Like, I I always meet somebody that... I I brought, like, an eighth, I think, with me. Probably should have brought more, but... I brought, like, an eighth with me. And, uh... I met a guy, and we went behind a building at one of the stops. (laughs) Because Greyhound is, like, so strict on all that shit. So you gotta be super careful. But it's not hard to, like, have some on you... If you're if you put it in a container and you're smart, <laughs> and then it doesn't smell, and then when you get off, it stops. You can go behind a building or something, and you know take a couple hits of weed, and then you're good. So it's like yeah. So at any rate, yeah, but yeah, I mean you always like I said you always meet people like that on the Greyhound. It's just classic. So, uh, yeah, I mean you know so it's a long journey. That's I mean it's pretty much all you can say about that like I I did meet some people but like nothing crazy happened on their journey out there um I don't know I remember switching buses in Omaha and that was fun got to like walk around Omaha a little bit that was cool and that's what I mean that's what I like about Greyhound like or Megabus like you can you sometimes you get like a forty five minute layover or something, so you can like check the place out a little bit. You know, it's cool. It's just like cool drifter traveling stuff. Like, yeah. So, uh at any rate, I get to Portland like three days later. And okay, first off, the bus driver is like warning Everyone on the bus that, like, right when you get off the bus, like, there's going to be, like, people with knives and, like, nuts stuff going on, like, right away. And you have to be super careful and don't talk to anybody. (laughs) And, like, this is what the Greyhound driver is saying. 
as we're pulling up to the Greyhound station in Portland, Oregon. I'm just like, this is crazy. I'm like, what the fuck is this place? So, at any rate, oh, it's nuts. So, uh... So I, like, get off the bus, I remember, and then I just, like, walked around for a little bit. And then, like, I asked some random dude, like, do you know where a cheap motel is? I just need a night. Like, you know, I just wanted to, like, shower. I hadn't showered in three days and this and this. I just wanted to, like, crash out. So I found a cheap motel. I wish I would have found, I found a Motel 6 later, and I wish I would have found that instead. But whatever, I found this weird motel, and, and... she said something like, I'll give you one night or something like that. Why are you open then if you're not going to have vacancy? I don't know, whatever. Uh, so I stay here and at first it's all good. Like I, I get, I get in the motel room and like I take a shower and I like, you know, relax, I lay on the bed and relax and like, I tell this one dude on Facebook who lives there that I'm here and like time to get high. Like he he started laughing. <laughs> and then like so I, I think I went out to McDonald's. I my my parents gave me a McDonald's gift card, so that was cool. Um and I went out to McDonald's and then oh man, this this is where it already gets weird. Like I can't even believe this life. Like and, and choices, it's, I can't believe it, but, uh, so I'm not, this is when I still smoke cigars, I don't anymore, but, uh, I was, like, going out to have a cigar, sorry, I was just reading a text message, uh, I was going out to have a cigar, and this weird guy comes up to me, and he asked somebody else first, I didn't hear what he said, and he comes up to me, and he pulls out money, and he goes, dude, can I crash on your floor? And he pulled out like 50 bucks. And I'm just like, all right, I, I'm like, I guess. Like, he gave me the money right away. So I'm like, okay, this guy's going to be legit because he gave me money. And he's like, you know, he's not like trying to play a game with me or get money out of me. Like, he gave me money. So I'm like, okay, I just made 50 bucks. He's going to crash on my floor, whatever. That's fine. You know, it's now again, like, I can't believe I made that decision, but the money was right there. So I, I, I took the risk, I guess, because I wanted to make 50 bucks back when I just spent like 70 something on this room. And then, you know, I wanted to make 50 bucks back. So I'm like, it's like, I don't know. I just, it just, at the time it just seemed okay. So at any rate, so I, he leaves and then he comes back and he probably did some crazy hard drug or something, I swear, because he, he seemed different. But he, he we were up for a while and he was telling me like he's going to show me where my job is going to be and this and this. And he was being like super nice. So I don't know, like I fell for this guy's like charm because he was just like being really welcoming to Port, like to Portland. And it's just like, whoa. So, but I, obviously it was too good to be true because, okay, so I wake up the next morning and my phone's gone, my, my money's gone, my debit card's gone, the iPod I brought with me that was cracked and not worth anything, but was gone. He left my tablet, he left all my clothes, 
And yeah, I mean, I this guy like he bought me pop and chips to bring into the motel room, like uh, welcoming me to Portland. And then when I fell asleep, because he knew I was tired because I was on a bus for three days, he t- he took like all my shit because he was probably a meth head or some shit. So it's just like, oh man. So that was my first night. So the next morning, I like I f- like freaked out and like called the cops and like, of course they didn't do anything. I, I I couldn't really give a description of the guy that well because he just looked like an average white guy. <laughs> so it's just like. It was crazy. So that was my first night. So I remember like talking to this hippie chick after I got out of the motel room and like she gave me a dollar after I told her what happened to me and she gave me a dollar and a hug. (laughs) That's what happened first. So yeah, so like now I'm on the streets basically like (laughs) and I got robbed the first night I'm in Portland. I get robbed. So now I start meeting street people, and they're like, oh, everybody robs you when you come here. And I'm just like, yeah, no shit, this sucks. Like, I didn't have a phone. Like, I didn't have shit. So, like, don't, again, don't ask me why I let the guy in the motel room. I just, he, he, well, money, that's why, but he, 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 he got the best of me, that's for sure. But whatever, it is what it is. You live on. So, uh, so yeah, so then now I'm on the streets and like I'm talking to my friend in California who's on the street there and I'm on the street in Oregon. It's just crazy. So, like, yeah, I mean, I survived about a month tops. And, uh, I mean, I, I went through so much weird shit. Like, like, there was this guy that would, like, get me weed and then, like, knock it all over. And I was just like, dude, like, I need weed. I'm homeless in Oregon. <laughs> Quit knocking the weed over. Like, it just made no sense. Like, I don't know. I gave this one dude shoes. He said he was going to give me weed. But he just took the shoes. And I'm just like, whatever. One less thing to carry. <laughs> but, uh. It was just, I don't know. I mean, I went to all the food pantry or the food banks where, like, all the homeless people go to eat. And, like, you know, I've I slept in all different weird places. And just, like, it was nuts. Like, and I, I went to the weed thing that I was supposed to attend. Okay, first... I interviewed with the guy, and I was at this coffee shop. This is so nuts. I was at this coffee shop. Sorry, I'm just like randomly spouting out parts of this this story because it was just so nuts. But like, uh, I I was at this coffee shop, and I was in like looking for this guy at this coffee shop <laughs> who's going to interview me about the weed job. And I was like starving because I barely ate anything. After I was homeless for a bit, I will say my parents did put me up in a hotel for a little bit. But then they're like, well, that's all the days we're going to give you. And then I was back out on the street. So that did happen. But I also did work one day 
<laughs> for this United Moving Company that I worked for here in Elmhurst. Uh, and a guy picked me up on the side of the road. <laughs> and I walked like a couple miles. And then, and I tried to get Oregon food stamps, but I still had some Illinois ones. So it was a challenge for them. They didn't go through till I got back to Illinois. It was so crazy. But sorry, this is so many random things. I forget what I was saying earlier, but this whole trip was so nuts. Like, I just, like, I lived life so crazy in Portland. It was just unbelievable. And, like, people just rob you and, like, they just fuck with you. And, like, I, I panhandled and, like... I made a sign one time that said starting work early October. Well, I thought I was. I thought I was starting at the weed job, but like I had to take this test, this like this like pot test on the computer at the library while I was homeless and hungry and like I passed it. Like I got like 80% and it was like good enough to be passed. So like I was like certified to work in the weed industry. Even and like I'm homeless, and then one of the other crazy things I'm just gonna say right now like, once I got back to Illinois, Barnes and Noble in Portland reached out to me for a job, and it's like once again I left too early, like I should have toughed it out. But like, there was one time we went in this building and you like took showers, it was just crazy, like, <laughs> like I can't even believe. Like, this story's getting long, but oh well, it's just going to be a long one. Hopefully people can listen and hang on. But you guys, Portland is so crazy, like, compared to Chicago. Like, it's just, like, it's just insane. Like, it's just people just don't give a flying fuck out there. Like, people are so, are, are so order follower, order followery about around here. Order followers, <laughs> like out there, no, like there in Seattle, like no one's an order follower, <laughs> like it's nuts. <laughs> or the percentage of order followers are small, I should say. I can't say no one, but you know what I mean. But yeah, it was just such a crazy experience. Like I just experienced, like like one time, this guy gave me a bag of trim. And there was just all this crazy weed on these plants. And I got it for free because I was on the street. <laughs> so I'd like, I was like getting high for free. And like it was just fine. Like It wasn't like the best weed, but it did the job. So I was like, it's cool. But yeah, you guys, it was just amazing. I met so many crazy, interesting people. And like, I wouldn't, I don't know, like... The thing is, is I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, it's unfortunate that I didn't get to work the weed job and ended up coming back to Illinois. I remember when I got back to Illinois, I went was in a hotel in Lombard because my parents were going out of town. <laughs> so they put me up in a hotel when I got back. It's just so crazy, but whatever. Um, it's just the experience. I'm just going to say this and then I'm going to end this. I gave you guys a, a good meat and potato portion of what I've been through and, you know, this and this and this. But uh, it's just an experience that I'll never forget, you know. And, and same with my other homeless experiences. Like, I'm not a bitter person because I've been homeless because I've had so many amazing adventures, you guys. I mean, I wrote a book about it called Drifter Diaries. Like, it's just like, 
had so many amazing adventures that how could I be mad about this stuff? I've also worked tons of different jobs and this and this, you know, so I, and I've made all this different art. So, you know, I've, I love life because I, even the ugly parts can be really interesting and fun. So that's all I'm going to say. But yeah, my adventures to Portland. Yeah. Eventually my, my parents, I'll just say this. My parents were like texting me. They, they gave me money for like a flip phone. And so they were like texting me like, you really need to get back to Illinois. Like, this is ridiculous what you're doing out there. And I'm just like, I caved in and I just said, all right, I got to go back to Illinois. Like, I can't be doing this anymore. <laughs> so that's what happened. And then I just took a Greyhound back and it was, I got to go through like Montana and interesting places. So whatever, it was still interesting. You know, the whole trip was interesting. This was a long one, guys, but I just had a lot to say about this one experience in my life. So I really appreciate it if you guys listen all the way through. If not, if you listen to Partial, that's amazing too. Uh, thank you so much. And I really appreciate Anchor for you a for you to be able, excuse me, to do this. Yeah, this is Matt Bennett. You guys have a great night. Peace.